0: Before the podcast begins, a quick plug for Dog Fleet, the comedy show that I co-wrote, which is up this Wednesday, May 23rd, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. It's a live-action cartoon featuring crime-fighting talking dogs from outer space, an alien wasp that's taken over uh, uh, Washington 3D. You'll learn so much about uh, crime-fighting, aliens, and farts if you check it out this Wednesday at 8 p.m., Hope to see you there. Let's start this show. Hit it, gang. It's that episode. Not
1: that episode. Not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode. With Craig Rowan.
0: Welcome to It's That Episode. I'm your host, Craig Rowan. Every week, I invite a guest over to my apartment to watch a TV show that they choose. Today, I'm very happy to introduce my guest, the very, very funny James Adomian. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? I'm doing good. As I mentioned to you before, I'm a little hot as uh, because my apartment Tell is... me about it. I'm steaming up just looking at you. Oh, boy. Well, flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> um and by en- everywhere I mean to watch a TV show. It will with get me. me a
1: seat in the screening.
0: Yes, exactly. In this private screening, you and me. <laughs> um, so, James, welcome. Um, why don't you tell me what you decided to watch tonight?
1: Uh, this is an episode of The Prisoner, which has always been one of my favorite shows. Uh, th- this I, I I haven't watched it in. Two years, so just off the top of my head, this is the one where they're playing chess, which I think is the the cartooniest, craziest one that I can mm-hmm. remember. And also, anytime any show or movie or anything goes to the level of playing chess with human sized figurines, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I love how thick that can be layered.
0: Yes, well, that's definitely you know what they're getting at immediately with
1: irony and strategy.
0: Um, yeah, this show is pretty awesome. Uh. I don't know too much about it, but I know two things. One, there was a remake recently that was a failed remake, I believe. Right. Uh, two, I've seen a According bunch of, of...
1: According to most people. I mean, I'm to, sure uh, there's a lot of people that worked on it who are like, Hey, I thought it was <laughs> <yeah>. great. <laughs>
0: well, when I say failed, I mean cons- compared to the how probably huge fans of the show would build it right. up in their minds. Right.
1: Because I feel like... Anything- I saw it and I felt it was a bit disappointing because there was... Uh, it was... Uh, uh, well... They had taken out uh, some of the elements of um, accidental humor. I yeah, well, Or campiness, I guess. Well, the,
0: that's the thing about this
1: show is it's from
0: the 1960s. It's I guess a British. It take show. an element
1: out if it was accidental, but you know what I mean.
0: They accidentally forced it out. Um, <laughs> but they, but it's definitely visually a goofy show. Like it's awesome. It's about a. What, how do you? Um, To somebody who hasn't seen it, it's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre show. It's a
1: very bizarre show. I believe it was just one season, uh, like 10 episodes or something like that. And uh, uh, it's from the BBC, and it it involves a spy who resigns from basically MI6. They don't ever tell you exactly what agency it is, but it's basically MI6. And uh, Patrick McGowan is... uh, he had played the secret agent man, I believe. Yes. And then, uh, this was not the same character, but he was known for that other spy character. So sort of an allusion to that or sort of like a follow up in a way. Right. And, uh, he, so he resigns from the spy agency and he's immediately, he's immediately gassed and kidnapped and he wakes up in this, this paradise Island prison, basically, uh, and he doesn't know if it's the British who've kidnapped him, or the Soviets, or somebody else. So, but, and, but whoever it is, they want information from him. But it, there's so many levels to it because he doesn't under he doesn't know who's asking. Right. So he doesn't know if the, if it's the Soviets just pumping him for information, or if it's uh, the British seeing if he would talk to the Soviets, or. Or like a rogue faction uh, from the Western intelligence agencies, or God knows it could be anybody. Uh, and so each episode is is them trying to get information from him and him trying to escape. And I, yeah, and then one of the probably most memorable
0: things from the show is that whenever he tries to escape, a huge, I believe white like balloon will follow him and sort of like yeah. engulf him which I, is one of the campy definitely one of the campy like weird things about the show.
1: I think it I think they just wanted to, they were they were like they were like yeah, yeah, yeah it's impossible to escape from the island. We can show that in the lowest budget way possible. You know
0: uh get that balloon guy that uh we know. <laughs> yeah, give is. him a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gary, your son does that balloon thing, right? And he uh, needs a summer job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. him. i will get him. Um yeah, it's very bizarre. Um and then when you describe it, it definitely sounds like it would be a serious sort of, like, high espionage show, but it's very campy, very yeah. sort of bizarre. The way that they interrogate him is not conventional. Right. Um, as you said, this episode has human chess pieces, which is – yes. Um, which is not, I believe, not how the actual British government um, uh, cross-examines or
1: or does interviews. <laughs> with people. This was before. This was before the Western Allies decided to go the Guantanamo Bay right torture people without evidence route.
0: It was just the weird torture where they just sort of confuse you and be like, "Why? Why is yes. this all happening?" <laughs> and then the other thing about the show is that. Um, He's
1: number two,
0: right? Yeah, he's number
1: six. Oh, he's number six. So, you know, there's this mysterious ranking on the island, and you never know. The, he always he's always asking him to see number one, and uh, they 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 dance around that. They won't let him really. Um, it's hard for me to say this without giving it away, but uh, they, there's uh, there's number two, and number two is the guy who's apparently in charge every right. episode. the chief interrogator? But it's always a different actor, and they always get these. Those are always like the most delicious actors because they're based, basically the villain. Mm-hmm. It's the foil of the protagonist, and uh, everybody, by the way, seems British, and he knows a lot of them from his past. Right, right. And some of them he doesn't know, but they're they're all either British or they're double agents for the Soviets or something. It's hard to tell. But the number two, they always have these guest actors come in, and it's basically they get these, they get these, uh, they get a lot of it, like. Um, Like uh, esteemed theater actors, and uh, they get people to come in and chew scenery for an episode, and it's it's really awesome to behold.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. um, I would say, as somebody who wasn't alive then and doesn't actually know this, I'd say it's
1: ahead of its time. Yeah, (laughs) it seems to have been ahead of its time. It's hard to say that, but
0: I feel like this is one of those shows where, when you watch it, you're like, how how was this made? And it's very bizarre. It's very like unconventional. And how was it made in a cool way? Like, how, did they, how would they even pitch this show? Because it's not like, when you pitch it, it doesn't sound like what it actually is, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, the U.S. and the U.K. were in, like, a spy fever back in the 60s. Right. Um, mission Impossible, Get Smart. Yeah, because at a certain, I mean, at a certain point, like, they, there was a Cold War and there was a whole lot of espionage going down all the time. And uh it it seeped into the pop culture. So they made movies and TV shows about it and this is one of them and this is I would say one of the uh I, I would say in general the show is is kind of it's like a pu- there's there's a it's like a puzzle and it's uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of mysteries to it. Um it is definitely uh um, amongst amongst the spy genre it's it's one of the more interesting sort of brain puzzles mm. of the of the things that were made back then but it is also it is also ridiculous and <laughs> like, like, like there's people dressed up well the people in general on the island walk around with like parasols right. and they're afraid yeah. everyone's afraid of each other because everybody's a spy right and then, well they, it's hard to tell if anybody's on your side or not and uh so everybody everybody in general just dressed up like Like, you know, I'm the captain of the pirates, and I'm just (laughs) sitting here sipping my tea. Everybody's not who they seem. It seems that way. (laughs) Or does it? (laughs) Or not, Or exactly. It certainly does not. Um, And how were you introduced to this show? I believe this is something that my dad showed me when I was a kid. This is one of his favorite shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Is your dad... British? No, he's just, he was no, just he was aware just, of this. I think this came on the, when he was a kid and it aired in the U.S. and he loved it. And it just because this is something
0: that I'd never heard of until my friend, whose dad is British, um, introduced me to it. Right. And I don't know. And the only other way that I would have known about it was I feel like The Simpsons referenced
1: it. A lot of people yeah. have done a parody of it. I think there's an obscure video that I'm in uh, that that uh, Ron Lynch and Blaine Patch did. That's uh, that's a uh, prisoner uh, spoof. Um, the, and the, the, that's like... A lo- There's a lot of shows that will actually do a prisoner episode. Because right. that's how like, iconic of a yeah. show it is. And it's, it's got a lot of you know cult followers. So it's fun to make fun of.
0: It's fun to make fun of it and it's fun to watch. So we're going to check it out now. Anything that for me who hasn't seen this show in years and never saw the ending... Um, should be aware of for this episode
1: well you should be <laughs> first of all you should be aware that number six is up against some tough odds uh-huh he's is it's one man versus some mysterious organization and he doesn't know if they're the good guys or the bad guys right um and uh prepare to be surprised Ooh, i'm excited several times well it's i'm and g- maybe never to learn actually what's happening <laughs> i i i
0: am gonna go in confused and i'm Believe I'll probably leave the episode even more confused than before. They're pretty good about that, yeah. And that's the type of thing that I like, Um, like Memento. (laughs) Expectations to be. I I don't like to watch anything where I know what's going to happen or what just happened. Okay, good, yeah. Um, right up your alley. Right, this is right up my confusion alley, which is also starring Patrick McGowan. Um, Confusion alley. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was his. That was his 1980s effort.
0: (laughs) That was his lesser-known spy (laughs) drama. That was
1: confusion (laughs) alley.
0: Just very low budget. It was like the Psycho too. It was basically three.
1: him him knocking on doors and saying "Who's there?" and no. He was just greeted by like s- stern glances. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Confusion Alley, there may or may not even be an intelligence angle to it. No, it's you just... might be There may or
0: it. may not be actors involved. It's just a Patrick McGowan uh, knocking
1: on people's doors.
0: <laughs> it's a lunch. passion project <laughs> where he hoped that he would reveal something behind the
1: behind our. Um, so, you know, civilization. Oh, uh, fun fact, uh, before we watch it, is uh, Patrick McGowan also later, in uh, years later, played um, Longshanks in Braveheart when he was much older and larger.
0: To tell you the truth, I've never seen Braveheart.
1: That's that's fine. That's a okay. fine choice.
0: Okay, good. Because I, I feel like that's a movie where I would normally not admit it, and I feel
1: like people would look down on me for it. Well, no, but. you've made a brave choice here, and I think that puts you... <laughs> I think that frankly puts you in the category of artists like Patrick McCowan, who are truth tellers.
0: <laughs> well, it's a brave choice because I have a brave heart, and that's the reason that I haven't
1: watched it, is because I, I don't need to see brave it. brave Yeah, exactly. I already live it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a line of painted guys on horses. I'll ride up to him and say something, too. Give me freedom. Uh, <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I think that's give it. Give me uh, freedom. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just give me some freedom It's Uh, a reenactment of Braveheart from someone who's never seen Braveheart.
0: All right, guys, just give me some freedom. All right. (laughs) Thank you. All right, let's check it out. It's a reaction transmitter.
1: Not voices? No. She's been an automatic alarm system following you around. Are the pieces of it any use to you? All I need. When can you be ready? Tonight. This time tomorrow, we'll be free.
0: Anything else you need? No.
1: I'll go and warn the others. Tonight at Moonset, Rook to Queen's Pawn Six, check. Tonight at Moonset, Rook to
0: Queen's Pawn Six, check. Tonight at Moonset, Rook to Queen's Pawn Six, check. All right, well, we just finished the Prisoner. Checkmate. Checkmate, the episode of The Prisoner. and uh uh great show.
1: Probably I mean I maybe I maybe would give it a what do you call it? A um uh oh, damn it, what is the not, when you don't check me? Uh <laughs> um not a check. <laughs> it's the <laughs> uh a stalemate. A stalemate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you that sounded that was great radio. I'd give it the
0: <clears throat> stalemate. So, wait, is it a stalemate? What does that mean in chess?
1: That means nobody wins. Nobody wins.
0: I'd give it a checkmate plus, which I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I don't know much about chess. I've played it a couple times, but I would say that that was a king of an episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the queen. No, not quite the queen. But maybe more very important... Um, chess is played by rating the different characters yes and they're characters
0: they're not pieces they're not pieces they're characters it's kind of a beauty contest the pawn is the loser of the game Um, usually yeah unless there's a real upset right exactly um that was really cool i forgot i know i haven't watched this in years uh but is every in this episode basically uh patrick mcguin uh, is it McGuin? I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know Neither do I. That's how it's spelled. M- it's with a G O O H A N. Um, I'm gonna but, call him Mc Mag- McGowan. Mag-oan. Magoan. But he basically is involved in a human game of chess. He's a pawn. And he The Pawn rebels. The pawn rebels. And it looks I mean, it looks like he's gonna escape. Now in every episode, does it seem like he's gonna escape?
1: Yeah. <laughs> they they try to make it look like He's got a run of it. Yeah, because in this one, I was like, he's doing a pretty good job. They let him think. It seems, yeah, it seems like they let him think that he's closer than he ever really is. Yes. Like, they let him think that he's further along just to see what he does and just to discourage him even more. Right. To go. Because that's a psychological. Because yeah. this whole show is about trying
0: to get him to give information. They want to break him psychologically. Right. So what better way than to make him feel that he's escaped right. and, and bring him to the brink of that? That would be
1: maddening. As a that your best after, your best effort was uh, already like uh, predetermined to fail. Yes. Well, yeah. that's something that you
0: mentioned while we were watching that the show or this episode talks about predetermination versus freedom. Right. Free will. Free will. That old conundrum, that old thing, yeah, it's so crazy. The show has so many layers, it's so
1: cool, it's very yeah, they are just they are they're they're not only just talking about intelligence, they're also sort of coming at you just like a uh, philosophy class. yeah, I mean, I feel like there are probably things I'm free, if, oh really? are you then look at this,
0: and then it's a mirror, and you're com- even more confused than you ever were yeah I mean he's in this world, and and the thing is there's so many different images that are cool that you don't know what means what at points because they're like the chessboard, obviously I can understand: it looks that. exciting it's very Alice in Wonderland so it all looks fun, and then, but then they're like the midget with the the umbrella, and I'm like, because the, the last image of the episode i don't know is that midget a
1: recurring the, character? Yes, See, I believe he is the only other recurring character Whoa. besides. Patrick McGowan
0: what is your read on that character because uh, for, if you didn't watch that the character just shows up in the middle of the episode just in passing you mm-hmm. see him while Patrick McGowan is driving a car trying to escape I think and then at the end he walks toward towards camera with a pawn
1: in, in number two's office yes in his office, I guess that's a. That's a yeah, that's a, yeah. a really muted way to describe.
0: <laughs> yeah, what what a boring way to describe one of the weirdest looking rooms that's possible. A, a,
1: a room of of international ballet espionage. Yeah, it's very. They're, they're all the rooms are sort of dome like rooms.
0: All the bad guy rooms are dome like rooms with eggshell chairs. With eggshell chairs, three different phones that are three different colors. Yeah, and unnecessary. Well, I don't know how to even describe the guy in the turret. Very physically involved
1: <laughs> technology. Yeah, it's it's very physical. Like guys on a seesaw looking at cameras that spin around in front of other things that they need to be ur- urgently watching. Yes, it's. I'd say desi- form over function. That's what I'd say. I'd say yeah.
0: it, it looks great, but probably not the Their best. Their
1: idea is clearly in some of the scenes in The Prisoner to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is high tech. You don't understand how it works. Yeah. It may appear to be bad technology, but it works. You don't understand it. It's definitely a victim Neither of do we, but somebody does.
0: A victim of the 1960s technology where everything is three
1: buttons lit up. Um,
0: <laughs> it's like very Star Trek and it's...
1: Ooh, yes. And they have they, they, they almost insist on having the annoying sound effects when buttons are pressed. Yep. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, one of the
0: their, one of the main scenes had a beep, beep. Two two separate ones. The woman, the queen, had a necklace that would gauge her heartbeat in relation to um, Patrick McGowan because <laughs> they they hypnotized her to fall in love with him. And any time her heart rate went up, that meant he was within distance of her. And then also when they were escaping, Patrick McGowan. Uh, convinces a another player in the chess game, the rook, to escape, and they set off a mayday signal, and it also beeps and boops.
1: Yes, that's actually. I love the way they 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 show that where they sort of people that do want to help him, they just they play a different game with them where they make them distrust him.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very genius. So yeah, so I don't know how to give a basic quick synopsis of this episode, but. The, the guy that he in uh, helps him escape or that you think is going to help him escape goes Yeah, the to little his, pudgy guy. The little pudgy rook. They call him the rook. Um, he basically helps Patrick McGowan escape, but at the end, he double-crosses Patrick McGowan and goes to the main guy, number two, because he was convinced that Patrick McGowan was a bad guy. Yes, he
1: thought that number six was actually one of the and keepers rather than a prisoner because he's, he was he was so authoritative and he had a plan so everybody assumes that if you have a plan you must be trying to fuck with them which is such a sad commentary on the way the world works wouldn't you say Craig yes yes I would wouldn't you yeah. say number Rowan?
0: no <laughs> wait my favorite line of the episode was where he said um, where Patrick McGowan said yes remember that <laughs> oh yes uh,
1: <laughs> when he goes like what do you, come with me why yeah to uh, To see how to see how the patient is doing. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like he when quickly he quickly agrees. <laughs> he is very authoritative, and he has a very yes. Uh,
1: yes. I can guess that
0: from the state of the man you took yesterday. The rook. Oh no, you come to know harm It's just a rehabilitation course. You make it sound very attractive. What do you want me to do? Envy him. <laughs> like your sense of humor. But we can't have you worrying. Get in. Why? I'm going to the hospital. I thought
1: perhaps you'd like to see our friend the rogue. Yes. It's like Alice in Wonderland, except instead of Alice, sweet little Alice, you take like a like a real fucking um, uh, MK Ultra jackass. So you, could, you you take a like a, a hardened spy
0: and yeah, put him like in It's like the Wonderland. Jason Bourne. This yeah. is like Alice in Wonderland meets Jason Bourne. Wait, so but what was, what do you think you were going to say about the midget? Do we know who he is,
1: or does uh, that ruin something? I, I think that's a mystery. I think I, I believe that's a mystery. There may be some people who've written college papers on that or something. I don't know. But uh, I think he, he appears in every episode. I think it's presumed that he's working for the people that are keeping him prisoner. Right. Uh, and I don't think he ever says anything. And he's the only other... Rec- occurring character that you see uh every episode
0: there's a very good uh av do you read the av club ever the i try onion. to
1: avoid them really yeah oh why is that oh i just well they don't write nice things about me
0: oh no we can go into well, go well in. yeah let's go into that in one second i was just gonna say that they wrote an article the av club is the onions uh sort of pop culture love the onion medium media you see do voices for them. Uh, for what for for the radio news oh very cool um but the, everything you're saying is much more interesting than what I'm trying to get out. No, I'll finish that so we can get to the cooler stuff. <laughs> but they just did an article that was like um, they do an a AV and A where they have like fans write questions. And that, the question was, what is something in movies or TV that has always been confusing that has never been explained? that like jumps out at you so it's like in the shining where they have the like guy dressed as a dog giving the other guy a blow job right you know? like those random things so i feel like this show would have some of that like that
1: that guy is yeah, like yeah, very definitely. much yeah why is he there why um i guess there's that that's probably the kind of case where they they had an idea of who he was right and they were like oh well, why tell them just keep it a mystery. exactly and he's it- the one maybe he's really in charge
0: or maybe he's the least in charge. Yes, maybe he's
1: the whipping boy. Um, Wait, so now let's hear the juice. Why? why I didn't know? what did they say? I, that I you- just think, I think uh, they may have cleaned it up by now by reducing their negative reviews to two lines, but they used to, they, 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 they really pissed me off. So I, I, where they're, you know, they write stuff about podcasts, which to me is something I do with minimal effort. Right. Like. I, and i am able to do it because i don't have to have money or food in my belly to show up into a podcast Right. but then it's not like it it takes all the fun out of it when people Oh well, because they talk about like comedy bang bang or something yeah they, as if as if as if it's like a tv show and it's like wait a minute no this is the only form this is the only uh medium i'm aware of where people are allowed to be some kind of famous with zero reward right yes i can't think of anything else quite like it yeah, it's it's Not only am I not paid for it but I lose a significant amount of money and career momentum just by doing podcasts. Right.
0: Well, I would say that but po- I like about podcasts and I love listening to them and I like doing one and I agree that I this if this is being judged I have give minimal effort to the I mean the right. amount of time I put but it's about um it's just a fun expression, and it's like it's not a TV show where everybody is putting in hours and hours and hours of time into
1: it. I th- I think generally when I do, uh, I mean, this we're t- we're we're chatting on this, but if I do like a character, well, the ones I d- get reviewed for tend to be like the big characters. Sure, sure. I, I, I when I wouldn't. do those, it's like I'm bringing to the table what is uh, I'm bringing to the table what I would show up to a writer's meeting with, right? And I'm just gonna do it, and like if. If I were to ever be hired on television, if imagine a world like that, I might show up to the writers meeting with what I do on podcast. Right. It's a sort of a pitch session. It's what can we do with this? Yeah. It's it's just it's simply it's simply the uh it's just a, one or two lines of an idea. Yes. And then with. it's
0: blown out and and see where it will go from there. And that's what I mean when I listen to comedy bang bang. That's what I like about it is it's like, well, what's going to happen with this? Which buttons are they going to push and which direction will
1: will it go? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I yeah, so I was a little upset about you know just when they started giving me good reviews, I knew it was I, I, I was like wary of it because it was like it 's only a matter of time before right. they could ruin this because't do i don 't I, I don't like the scrutiny that 's come to the medium in uh, they they are like they are like troll trolls number one like they 're basically everyone has to listen to them because they yeah well it's interesting where it's the like, onion because i think I, on them
0: i personally do enjoy the onion av club until they eventually will call me a shithead yeah, but right. um but um <laughs> but yeah it is such a thing where it's like i can understand i mean criticism tv criticism every criticism to a certain point is enjoyable but then at a certain point you're like how can you keep knocking stuff when you're just criticizing it and then especially um, with with podcast, which is a new medium, where you sort of haven't—I don't even think they're—it's such a niche thing too. That people, I feel like it's just for the people.
1: Yeah, uh, there, there we, that's that's something that annoys me. This is an interesting conversation we're having. I'm liking where it's going. Uh, yeah. There's uh, there, there there's no no one knows anything about podcasts. There's a small number. That to me is the interesting story. Rather, they also had this. This is a separate thing. Is when they had the article about how there's too many podcasts. That to me should you should, I mean, if uh, you should resign. I, I'm going to be too harsh here. But, Go for it. I mean, this is
0: should, this is a no holds bar.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This is going to get somebody's going to hear this. Who gives a fuck? Like I got to <laughs> be afraid of people. Uh, yeah, to say that there's too many podcasts. Uh, you mean you should you should recuse yourself from reviewing podcasts if you say that because this is a medium that no one knows about right and it's starting out yeah it's within i'd say within it's the like first some five years some or so. moron getting a, uh, writing a review in like 1956 going there's too many tv shows like you idiot there will be podcasts for many many years here's my question why is there way more interesting stuff going on and po- well, at least dangerous uh, there, uh dangerous and uh m- uh a diverse and um, interesting uh, risk-taking stuff going on a podcast uh, that's reaching like a, like a, well, this weird like subculture that no one else knows about. Yeah, and 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 why does why do why don't other people know about it? And um, um, how is it? I'm you know I, I'm trying not to make this too selfish, but how is it that um. I don't know what to say. If there's... Uh, I don't know what to say. I got a lot of... I got a lot of thoughts. and I, I got a... I don't know. I got a lot of angles on this one. No, no. That's totally okay. That's another thing, too, is I get myself backed into a corner where I can't say shit because I have people... You know, I just... Ha- I can't just blabber. I can't just say things. And then it... here I will say this. This is one of the most irritating things to me is when uh, a critic will assume things that are beyond what they're judging. Sure. Which is... It's stupid enough that a critic won't be familiar with the wider work, besides what's in front of them. Right. But then to do the to go even further than stupid and go, well, I didn't like this, so therefore I must not like. Or he must be failing in everything else, or I do like this. Therefore, everything he does is good. There's right. a lot of that dumb stuff that happens, and it's not every critic, but it's, uh, it's one of the things I look for in a, in a, in a, in a good critic or a bad critic is, um, are you making stupid assumptions or not? Right. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I don't want to give people the power of having annoyed me, but I guess I
0: No, have. but I understand. I mean, I understand that. I think that, I, and I think it is a weird, I think with YouTube podcasts... And and things where everybody can comment on them, it gets to... It is hard to sort of judge w- what criticism works and what doesn't work.
1: Here's my... I, I, I will say this. Uh, there's one writer in particular on the AV Club who's never written a nice thing about me. Uh-huh. Um, and with, people might go, oh, yeah, he has. And, but no, actually, look at it. It's backhanded. There's mm-hmm. never been a thing, oh, if correct. you're not smart enough, that you can't see that it's a backhanded compliment at best. Um And, uh, like he said something about, um, one of my characters have the well having run dry Mm -hmm. and, uh, that, that, I mean, I had to really talk myself down that like this is, this is, this is, I have very, very little access to television. This is something that no one has seen me do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's my Jesse Ventura impression. Right. And I do it Live improvised all the time around the country like hours of it sure and um in to say and and see the wells run dry when i've literally never done it on television right is idiotic so you're, and it's, it's, it's you're very saying, bad taste making well what you're saying is like
0: and i think i agree with this with a lot of things that we that you do on stage or that you do on podcasts it's sort of workshopping a character creating a character right. but hopefully from,
1: someday somebody will hire me to do this for real
0: exactly where it's like this is a character you're doing it you're workshopping yet you're still performing it for audiences and the goal is to have obviously people enjoyed right. but the bigger goal is that you could actually like let's say an snl came calling or or something else where you could showcase something on tv
1: you'd be yeah, able god to god forbid there was an, a second sketch show allowed yeah, to television. Yeah,
0: if there was one other thing on tv that but but that you would be able to use everything that you've learned or things that you've workshopped and make it into uh, use yeah. that character yeah for, like because you're right that I mean for whatever podcast it's not like the great the greater amount of people the vast viewership of America knows yeah. your Jesse Body Ventura.
1: Yeah, I mean podcasts are great because you get to do something without uh, you get to do something without a major corporation intervening to say if if you're allowed to or not. Yes. However, um it's, it's still, it still its it is it it is for me as an artist it is down there on the level of my live shows that I do unpaid. Right. It ranks below paid stand-up shows. Mm-hmm. Um and it it's it's it ranks up there with like a set I would do at UCB East or The right. Creek in the Cave or something. Where it's like, Yeah, this is yes, I'm doing I'm coming I'm showing up, I'm doing it. Um and since I not since I don't have access to just make things the way that I want them to, I'm sort of obliged to just keep doing shit in this sort of free format.
0: But do you think now here's my question for you is that something like uh, Comedy Bang Bang, which you are on a lot, and uh yeah, and is and it does have a huge, big uh, listenership, and now is like it become a TV show or whatever. Right? Do you think that it does put it in a weird spot where people are thinking of it differently? You know that, like, if you'd go in, that you feel like, oh no, now I should put more time. Well, into yeah, something? that
1: that sort that's that actually noticed that when the review people started paying attention to the reviews and stuff. Yeah. Um. And the problem with a very influential site for criticism is that uh, they're going to people start to, people don't think for themselves. So if if there's someone who tells them how to think, they start to parrot it, and that really irritates me. Um, but uh, I, yes, I noticed a, a distinct change in tone when they started reviewing podcasts, right. and then it became something that people started, you know, bringing you know oh now i got a, i got a big appearance on a podcast i got to polish up right. for and it's like um I, i'm i'm still i don't i can't make my rent you know i yeah. i'm desperate for a job so uh, I, I i don't have i i don't i don't I, I, I don't know what to say i mean i don't have time to I don't have time to approach uh, things as if they're being, if, as if they're paying me. Right,
0: I understand that. I, well, I think that that's something that goes with being a performer. That's like the negative side of being a performer. It's like every, it's all the freedom is amazing, and then when it comes down right. to it, it's like, well, right. we're not getting paid for this. You know, it's like. It's hard to put, like, 100% into something. You know, yeah. y- you want to be able to, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword. And
1: I will say, and, and um, I love, believe me, I love podcasts. I love what they've done. It's sort of, I used to dream about something like podcasts before right, they came right. along. And, the, and like, man, it would be cool to be able to do, like, what Phil Hendry does, like, more loose and fractured. And it was like, yeah, there's podcasts. But, uh so I love I I love the medium I love comedy Bang Bang. It's just like there, there's uh, I think there's a few people that ruin it and steer it in the wrong direction. And I'm frankly trying to steer it in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I want it to be I want it to be risky. I want it to be dangerous. I want it to be good and bad. I want it to be A's and F's. I think that's a, more fun.
0: Yeah, well, I think that that's when you're going for. I mean,
1: bombing is as good as I mean, anything else. I. Ha- I I really like things that are bad sometimes, like uh, like everyone, the early days of Conan mm-hmm. when I was in junior high school. I remember, I mean, I was an idiot back then. Uh, I would read the newspaper, TV guide critics, and the right, news- right. newspaper critics, and they like they hated it, and I was watching at the time and loved it um, because it was not polished. They were clearly taking chances there, yeah. and uh, that's the thing. Like things that are polished tend to annoy me more than things that are just sort of openly incorrect in some ways. Yeah, well, I, I and that's I, a personal, you know, I guess that's somewhat of my taste, but I, I, I do think that if, if you are at least sort of openly, uh, coming at something, uh, in a, in not a perfect way, um, and sort of acknowledging that, then, uh, you don't look as accidentally stupid as a TV show that clearly doesn't is not aware of its major flaw.
0: Yes, yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, yeah, some of my favorite. I mean, like the early Conan stuff, um, like the Dana Carvey show, which yes. was like like that. I remember watching that when I was a kid, and and now it's become this thing that is like well respected, but it was like. It went. It swung they, for the fences. Like right. it was
1: awesome. And some of the th- yeah, there were home run hitters. Yeah, they're 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 getting strikes and then they're yeah. hitting home runs.
0: Um, but that's the most definitely the most exciting stuff for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I think I've been having this conversation with a lot of people, but uh, not on the show. But I feel like media is changing right now, so everything is sort of being figured out, like what it is. Like I feel like with podcasts, with like YouTube is starting to put money into. Um, like actual content, and I feel like it's going to be interesting to see what is um looked at as like the new medium. You know, because I think that as much as you're saying like podcasts are the playground for fun things, like I wonder, you know, if it will sort of take over some in some ways. You know, uh, you mean
1: as a viable medium for yeah. expression? Yeah. I like it the way I should say. I was gonna say I like it the way it is. I like it the way it was two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it could be. F- I mean, I'm still doing podcasts. You're on. I think you're I, on one. Right I'm now. currently <laughs> in a podcast.
0: <laughs> I could say honestly, I'm still doing podcasts. I'm right inside.
1: <laughs> um, damn, I never thought of it that way. It's even fun to be inside of a thing. We're we st- we're stuck in here, and it feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Creating a little time capsule. Uh, yeah, well, I I, I think that uh, it's a fun <laughs> much like the prisoner. I think the medium of podcasting is. It, it, it's a fun way to express yourself But then maybe you keep finding yourself That you're under the lock and key
0: Of number one whoever Of number
1: or... one who may or may not be God, I really
0: want to find out who number one is You um, are number six. Oh God Who am I? Well, th- this is another thing with the show Is that I feel like there are only um, uh, One or two characters that are, are In triple digit numbers And they never say their numbers because it's always number, like, six. Oh, I think those number are the
1: lower-ranking t- ones, yeah.
0: Some of the higher ones, because I saw one guy na- number 269, but I, don't, I think he probably
1: barely... probably wasn't a guy who had a lot of secrets. He, all he, he was just a mechanic yeah, now that's for like the MI6, and he, like, he was a bad mechanic. He one of it. the
0: guys that's now painting the walls. He had to disappear him. Um, going back to I, I like that we de- derailed into rants about podcasts yeah and, that's fine um, but uh, going back to the prisoner um, have you ever been um, had to try to escape from a situation
1: tried to escape um, I've been in jail but they make it pretty wait have you really been they in make jail make it pretty easy to, not to escape they, they make it pretty difficult to escape when from were in you in jail oh well three times over the last ten years wow have you talked? Twelve about, years. Have you? Uh, the has, last time I got out, I talked about it on stage because I went and did several shows afterwards. What
0: was this during the Occupy
1: Occupy Wall Street? Yes, yes, it was during Occupy Wall Street. However, it was unrelated. Really? <laughs> I was on a date, and I went. Uh, we, we were walking around, uh, and uh, I went to. Uh, well, it was. It was uh, basically. Uh, we were hassled by the police and I was, uh, uh, I refused to show my ID. So that was. And you were arrested for that? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. They arrested you for that. It's unconstitutional, which is why I made them prove. I mean, I proved my point, but, uh, yes, you were required to have papers with you walking around. Wow, that is in crazy. In City.
0: Well, because I was wondering, I was talking to my, my fiance about it because they sometimes check your bags, you know, if, when you go into. Also, that you don't have to. You, you don't have to. Show them the contents of your bag But then do they arrest you? No, what I think But now hearing your story I feel like maybe they were But what I think was that You could just say no And then you'd have to leave the subway and, like, go to the next stop or something, which is just a hassle. But, uh, you know, it's still... I would do that. I know. I feel like rather than... They
1: have little tricks like that where it's like... Sometimes they'll do that where it's like, oh, okay, you want to go for your rights? All right, we're going to make it grossly inconvenient for you. Exactly, yes, yes. That's actually the excuse they have when you refuse to show your ID. They're like, well, we're... All right, well, we have to take you in to prove who you are then. Like, that's their excuse. And then they lose your paperwork to make sure to keep you extra long and stuff. Wow, that sounds terrible. How long were you in there for? Uh, I was in. Uh, I was in a day. They were going to try to keep me a second day. I figured out. That I f- I saw what they were doing. They were losing my paperwork, trying to keep me in longer, teach me a lesson. So that's. I started making a bunch of phone calls and. Wow. Um, got my friends to get me out. Wow, that
0: sounds intense. Um,
1: I mean, it sounds it, annoying. It, well, it could be a lot worse. I know, but it does. The have... things that, the things <laughs> that happen for people I know, like, you know, look, look I mean. You don't you don't go into law enforcement if you have a innate sense of justice.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you go in because you like to make people suffer.
0: Yeah. Well. Oh God. That's you, so.
1: You're you're a
0: Batman type. You're um. You're fucked. No, I'm just kidding. But you might be. Um, wow. That sounds really fucking frustrating. I can't believe they wouldn't just let you. That just sounds like a really fucking annoying yeah. thing to do to prove a point.
1: Well, yeah, but you know, I, it's, I'm, I'm fine. It was a great story. I can yeah, tell a story. I was gonna say it's... they look like bad guys in the story. They look like the evil, um, the evil. What do you mean, pal? i just doing a job. i just doing a job over here.
0: <laughs> oh god! Did it, did they? Um, did was any? Was there any cops that were like, listen, man, I understand. You know, like no. they
1: no good cop, no. bad cop. It, what annoyed me the most was that one of them changed his story right in front. Of, like the the lowest ranked cop, like changed his story in front of like the he, the, the older cop, like coached him through how to change a story really and then and then they proceed you know cops love to pretend that they're good guys so they love so then they go through like we, you could, could avoided this if you just you could avoid this if you just complied if you just told the truth and i'm like i was like no i watched you change your story in front of me like don't pretend you can't now be the good guy you have to you've unmasked yourself you have to now wink like the devil the rest you have the time to time laugh. Interact, you have to have a cackle, yeah. and you have admit to admit that you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, admit that we're not free. I don't care to be free. Just admit that we're not. Can I have at least that honesty? <laughs> just start wearing a crown around. Right. Wait. What did, What was the story that they changed? Um. Oh, I was about to pee. And so he was writing me up for uh, public urination. Oh, okay. But then he was talking to his superior officer. And he was like, he was about to go pee. And I was like, see, he's about to go pee. And the guy just coached him. He was like, he was like, you saw him in the process of pee. And then, uh, so that's yeah. what it was. So he like that, that, that they do that. all. Oh, that's like, that's routine. It's not just right, me. Right, it's right. nothing to feel sorry for me about. It's just like I'm one. I'm the idiot that talks about right, it. Right, right, right. Oh, I don't feel sorry for you at all. Okay, good no. <laughs> Don't uh don't be mistaken. But I, they I mean they do that in much more how should I say uh damaging ways yes, to people. Yes.
0: I feel all like all the time. Being on the street is not the worst of the worst that you can get fucked over by the yeah, N- no, NYPD.
1: No. Yeah, uh well, well New York's a great town in spite of its uh government. Yes. Um cause of its cover you should have been here
0: <laughs>
1: In spite of it's government you're lucky for us
0: um I, everybody always says <clears throat> that uh i that the, you know how like Giuliani cleaned up uh Times Square and everything like that yeah. and um and I'm like I hate Times Square right now. I used to. I, I used to work in Times I want Square. To, go back I was like, to Rorschach. N- yeah, Square. exactly. It's like let's have the Watchmen. Let's have like prostitutes being murdered on the street. This is how it should be. But it's just a different version. I mean, obviously, I mean, Times Square is is something to avoid in no the matter universe. Yeah, I think it's just like it's just like why don't they just like
1: just do away with that area? It's also, the, another problem too. The the big flaw in the broken windows theory of. Uh, public policing i guess is mm-hmm. which is if you go after small crimes you clean up the big right. crimes. The big flaw in that is to understand that there was zero street there's no such thing as street crime in the Soviet Union. Uh, the more repressive the regime the less there is a such thing as street crime. Right. And when you we, it works to some degree. Yeah, if you're cleaning up small crimes, you know, a neighborhood gets better and stuff. However, it Enshrines the sort of uh, uh, what do you call it um, white collar crime. The uh, oh yeah, sure. As as being even more untouchable than it already was. Right, right now, I mean, J P Morgan is stealing trillions of dollars at a regular intervals. It's crazy, and have been, and they're just getting away with it. And there's no cops. There are cops that are... that uh, re, uh, Street cops, I think their jurisdiction cuts off at like $10 million or something. Uh, 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 when it starts to get real big right, money, right. then you have like feds and stuff. But then they are usually bought off. Uh, the regulators, the SEC is the worst example. They're, the Securities and Exchange Commission is just basically totally controlled by the financial inter- interests that they should be regulating. Um, and so there's there's there's... There's authorities that have nominal jurisdiction over what banks do and none of them ever pursue the powers that they have.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, whenever you read a news story where it's like, well, they lost $2 billion, you're like, how could that have been stopped somehow before that right. happened?
1: And nobody's going to really get in trouble if for the that. crime is big enough. It's just it's un, it's a unsolvable and b unpunishable. Well, it's, and you, everyone's expected to just shrug and go. Yeah, there, the I know. It
0: is. Isn't that crazy? That's like if you were robbed, if like a like a convenience store was robbed of like a thousand dollars, the
1: $1, whole street would yeah, rally around, they'd around be, them.
0: They'd be like, they'd f- have like witnesses, put up posters for people, yeah. and like everything. And now, if it's like two million dollars, when I even read that, I'm just like two billion dollars.
1: You're just like, well, I guess that's two billion dollars gone you know like yeah. it's
0: it's just an impossibility to do anything it's such a unreal. and then you go
1: occupy wall street and they make fun of you for being dirty yeah
0: <laughs> it's we're in we're in the prisoner people we're in the prisoner people manhattan is the <laughs> island on the prisoner god i hope that that's the message of this episode is we're all <laughs> we're in all, prison. we're all prisoners we're all in prisoners and you know what
1: i am not a number i'm a. Free- <laughs>
0: We're all prisoners.
1: I can almost pee when I want.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, let us pee. I won't show you my ID.
1: I'm a man.
0: Let him pee wherever he wants, please.
1: I don't need your podcast reviews. (laughs) I'm a free man.
0: (laughs) My neighbors are now calling the cops. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah. An authorized podcast at a All right
0: Well this podcast is uh, It's a It's a B minus You should even Go for an A Or an F <laughs> um, oh, One other thing Before uh, we, uh, we 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 uh, Say Farewell Is I I do a thing Where I Make up a drinking game For the TV show That we just watched So for the prisoners So what would you think Would be a Worthwhile drinking game To get drunk During the prisoner
1: Oh, oh God! You could do it. Um, you could do a shot every time a drum beat comes in. Yes. Or every time <laughs> the music tells you that something's dangerous. Yep. Yep. Whether or, it's a, a heavy string
0: or a drum, or it could be a song that's a uh, a take on a children's song. Because twice during this they had <laughs> <laughs> they had "Pop Goes the Weasel" going done by an orchestra, and then they had a woman. <laughs> So, I think you get drunk on that, and I think there's something I don't know whether it's um, like an eyebrow furl, but Peter Patrick McGowan
1: does do something. I feel like anytime he just sort of gives a when, well when they have when they have clearly a moment that's just a mug to camera moment for him. Yeah,
0: he more or less
1: just gives straight up mugs to cameras, right? Where the, the like you could see in the shooting script, the shot would say number six glowers at the camera. <laughs> right, exactly. Um,
0: I think you'd get drunk on that. And what would somebody? What should somebody drink if they're if they're playing that game?
1: Um, I guess I would drink Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. Because it reminds, it sounds to me like Patrick McGowan. Patrick McGowan,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's close enough. And and because McGowan is spelled so strangely, somebody's probably
1: like, "There's actually, there's actually like a like a microbrew in Wales that is prisoner themed."
0: Yeah, there's a McGowan. um, It's called uh, the Number Six. It's an oat ale. It's very dark. Um, (laughs) It's chocolatey undertones. Um, Actually, it's funny. Shit, I I forgot to write it down But in the episode they mentioned a drink Or am I There was a chocolate drink in this episode Oh yeah, there was a chocolate Oh, maybe you could drink a chocolate drink
1: Do you want more chocolate?
0: No, thank you No, yes! Um, What if I did?
1: Then who sent you? Who sent you?
0: I also love when he's yelling at her, like, who sent you? And then she'll be like, nobody sent me. He's like, okay. Like, he he quickly turns back into sort of loving, like deceiving her, and she just buys either way. Right. He's,
1: she's... Uh, that dri- is a sign that you got a crazy bitch. Yo, man. She's going to dote on you <laughs> whether whether or not you were treating her well. <laughs> if you, hey, if you're treating her like she really, like, hey, I love this girl... And, or, hey, you work for my enemies who keep me in prison, <laughs> and she's fucking making you hot chocolate either way? Mm-mm. That bitch is nuts. <laughs> she's crazy. She doesn't
0: know whether to be happy or sad. You're going to find out in six months that she's cheating on you with your boss. That's Number gonna... two. Uh, um, uh, well, thank you so much, James. Do you have? Uh, do you want to plug anything?
1: I will be at Chicago just for laughs in june and i will be at montreal just for laughs in july and there may be other dates around uh which would probably appear on my tumblr or twitter page
0: right and remember those two shows are just for laughs so don't if you're going to it for anything else <laughs> get ready just for laughs yeah, this isn't for any kind of feathers in your caps this is just for laughs well thank you so much james for coming i appreciate it be seeing you that's your new tagline for the <laughs> That's from the show. Oh. I wasn't paying attention. That's the greeting they have on the island. Did, did they do that in they this go, episode? Be seeing you. Did they do that in this episode? Yeah. Just once though maybe. I think I was um
1: You know how sometimes in a show they'll have like different writers for it and then yes. like, one particular writer will use certain parts of the writers bible and then <laughs> another one will kind of go like yeah 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 that thing. <laughs> but they'll be more interested in the uh, the story they want to tell. Sure, talk. yeah. I always love that
0: <laughs> Be seeing you Man, I wish I'd remembered that
1: So when you initially said it I would just have said it And it would have been a cool ending Well, you know what? Sometimes Sometimes reality is muddled and sloppy Which is why we know that we're not actually In uh, a prisoner-style prison compound Unless they're smart enough to muddle our reality Oh, god damn it! You're fucking with my mind Are they smart enough to make things boring? That we'll never know <laughs> All right.
0: Maybe we will soon. Or we won't. Either way, don't review this podcast. <laughs> Thanks again to James Adomian for coming. Uh, it was a great conversation. Interesting to hear him talk about the compers, the critics, the prisoner, and all that jazz. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment on iTunes, uh, leave a review. Uh, uh, you know, let me know what you think. Um, And I appreciate you listening. You're one of my best friends. Um, I'm specifically talking to you. Um, This is a feature that I figured out how to do. This is only everybody else got the full podcast, but they didn't get this part. This part that I'm recording right now is just for you listening right now. You know who you are and you're my best friend. And I wanted to thank you specifically for listening. So that's why I made this special thing that only you will hear. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, and uh, you know I I really thank you for everything you do as a friend. Uh, I'll check in next week. Uh, Checking at the end of the week, I'll be back uh, telling you what's going on next week. And it's that episode. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. <laughs>